everyone, welcome to Richfield Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D. Santis, and we have a very robotic show for you today. I am super excited to welcome uh, three guests today. First, I'm going to start with Mr. Murphy. Uh, you have been running the robotics program now at the high school for a few years. You've been on the podcast, but you're coming joined with two students today. Yes. And who are these two students? Uh, I have with me uh, Kelly Smith and Aiden Fremit who are both uh, members of the Ritual Robotics Club. Ooh, so we got we got a robotics club. We also have robotics classes, which we've also talked about on this podcast previous. Can you tell us a little bit about the robotics program at Richfield High School and what's happening this week? Like there's something exciting happening. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, this event is tomorrow at Richfield High School. It's super duper exciting. Uh, it's something... To behold, it's a spectacle. Uh, what, what what's happening, and how does this fit into the uh, robotics program at Ridgefield? Sure. So, uh, so as you mentioned, we have robotics classes uh, that uh, take place during the school day, and those classes are you know co completely run during the school day. But for students who have interests beyond uh, the classes, we have a club that uh, competes in the Vex Robotics Competition. Uh, it's a competition that's a little bit different every year. Uh, but it involves uh, students coming together from multiple schools and uh, being in sort of like sporting match competitions uh, where two robots will go up against two other robots in pairs called alliances. Uh, some of those will be from our school uh, and some of those will be from, from other schools who are coming to visit. We travel to various events, but this weekend is going to be our first event of the season and it's going to be hosted right here at Richfield High School. Oh, that is awesome. How many teams will be competing this Saturday at Ridgefield High School? So there's going to be over 50 teams there, most likely wow. 52 teams, um, and coming from three different states. Wow. So, of course, Connecticut. And who else? Uh, we have a team coming down, or we have some teams coming down from Massachusetts, and we have some teams coming up from New Jersey. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so it's, a, cool. it's exciting because... Uh, if you're traveling that far, you probably got a good robot. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what they're bringing to the table. That is so cool. And uh, it's so cool that, you know, we're hosting this, this is actually the second year we're hosting it. Uh, but before we kind of get into the actual event itself, let's learn a bit about the, the two students you brought along, because uh, I think there's some really cool stuff that you guys can tell us. So why start off, Kayleen? So I'm Kayleen. Uh, I started out in my freshman year. I took some robotics classes, and I loved them. Um, what grade are you now? I'm a senior. This is my oh. last year at RHS, and I've spent the last two years in uh, the Ridge Robotics Club, and uh, it's been nothing but a fantastic experience for me. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and I'm Aiden. I joined the club last year. Um, I had actually never taken any robotics classes, but last year I took product design with Mr. Murphy, and during that, he had mentioned that there was a robotics competition going on at school. So I thought, hey, I'd go and volunteer, help reset the fields, help out there. And while I was there, I saw it, and I thought it was really, really interesting. And the more I got into it, the more I thought, hey, why don't I join a team and try being part of the robotics club, see if I can do it. And so I joined Kayleen's team last year. Um, and, you know, now I'm part of the club. So now you've never taken a robotics course. Mm -hmm. and, but you're still a part of the club. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, I was kind of worried, like, hey, I had never seen, I had never, like, built a robot. I don't know this and that. But I kind of learned throughout the year. Um, picked up on stuff, on stuff really quickly. 
And there was stuff I could do even when I didn't know anything about robotics. Um, um, we'll definitely talk about it as we get into it. But um, with the tournament, there's a lot of ways you can help out even with, uh, without any advanced robotics knowledge. And I found really my groove there. And now I've really got into more, I've really started to understand more robotics concepts. Ooh, that's really cool. And we found it works both ways. Uh, sometimes we'll have students who they'll have a lot of fun in the class and they'll, they'll join the club to, uh, to pursue it further. Some students will, will join the club not having any, any background and then they'll get so excited about that they take the class so they can learn more in depth um, the, the skills they, uh, they need to build better robots, both for the competition and also just in general. And Mr. Murphy, I heard the robotics club's popularity has really exploded. How many teams will the robotics club be able to compete with this Saturday? So, our, yes, we've uh, our, our ranks have been swelling. So, uh, last year we had uh, a record five teams, up from uh, three in previous years. Uh, this year we will be bringing six teams uh, to the competition this Saturday, and we're likely going to have a seventh by the time we do our next competition. Uh, in wow. classic. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, the, first off, just it really shows like how much interest there is at the, our schools for this type of program. And the fact that we have this outlet and not only, but we're actually hosting is really, really cool. Uh, can, you know, I'm sure people listening are like, well, what is this game? What is it like? Do the robot, people think of battle bots. These robots aren't physically, you know, harming each other, but there's like a game, a point game. How does the game work? It's, it's definitely a contact sport. Yeah. Um, so every, every year the game's a little bit different. The, uh, the game they played last year um, is a completely different game than, than this year's. So if, if anyone uh, happened to, to, to follow or to see it last year, uh, the game elements are completely different. The pieces, the way that you score points is completely different. And what's great about that is it, it forces the students to come up with unique and creative ideas every year, building on the, the knowledge they have, but to solve unique problems. Uh, so they can't just build one robot freshman year and, and keep tweaking it. They, they get a year out of it, uh, and then they have to rethink everything from scratch. Um, so, uh, Aiden, you want to talk a little bit about this year's game and, and what the goals are? Yeah, totally. Um... When they first had the reveal for this game back in, I guess, March now, maybe April, April um, the, first thing, the first thing that popped in my mind was Ultimate Frisbee. Um, because on each side of the field, a large square field on a, a rubberish mat, is um, tall, elevated goals um, with chain structures so that you can shoot discs into them, large Frisbee-shaped discs about the size of a hand um, that robots can pick up and then fire into these large elevated bucket-shaped goals on each side of the rim, each side of the field. Um, robots score points. They launch it into this um, elevated goal. But if they miss and they land in the area below the goal, the enemy team gets points. Oh, high risk, but high reward. Mm -hmm. um, and um, this is different from last year. Was I, I remember last year it had to do with like cones. You had to stack like cones and move them around and do stuff with other objects. So just so the audience knows, this is kind of like a big difference, right? If you made a robot that's good at picking up these objects, now you have to shoot a disc. It was a, it's a completely different thing. Last yeah. year, there was so much about having enough force behind your robot there's a lot of a lot there was a lot of contact last year there's still gonna be some this year but it's so different um we we've had to we you start from the ground up and it's been really interesting figuring out how we're going to launch these discs and um and they've kept things interesting too so they've 
there's two other like small mechanics in the game. You've got these rollers you can spin, um, which take a whole different thing to build. And as well as in the end, you're allowed to make your bot as big as possible to score as many points as you can. Totally different than the Frisbee, the Frisbee part, but it's another super interesting part of this new game that's completely new. Now, is there like, what are the rules, like very basic rules? Like you can't start out your bot as big as you want, right? You can't come in with a bot the size of the field and be like, I win, <laughs> right? They have rules of like, you can't use 600 motors or something, right? There's certain limits, right? Yep, you're allowed to use exactly eight motors and your robot has to fit in an 18 inch by 18 inch by 18 inch box. Oh. And that does, and uh, your vertical and, your horizontal uh, size does not change throughout the match until the last 10 seconds when there are no uh, limits and you can go out as far as you want. And for the amount of space that you get, the more space that you are touching, uh, the more points you get. And that's a big factor. Oh, that is so cool. So this is this is really intense. And I take it all of your teams, are they taking similar approaches? Do you have like that one team that has the really whacked out idea that you're like, ooh, we'll see where that goes. There's Are the teams taking like a, I don't even know how you would quote, say a traditional approach because this is so <laughs> unique every single year, right? It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, each team uh, employs a different approach. Uh, and what's, what's nice about the club is because we have multiple teams, uh, they can both, uh, learn from each other and draw inspiration from each other, but they can also uh, go in their own unique directions. And some of our teams have more experienced members. Uh, others are, are brand new, uh, you know, rookie members, either freshmen or are new to the club. Uh, and so for some of them, uh, it's one of the nice things about the, the, the way this game is set up is you can launch discs or you could focus on the rollers or you could try the end game expansion. Yep. And you're not required to do any of those in particular. So uh, a, a freshman team can start off with just a basic robot that can just, even if you can't throw the discs, you can push them around and then you can maybe try to get up and turn a roller. Uh, it's a good way for uh, a new team to get started on some, some tasks that are a little bit more straightforward. Um, and because this is gonna be an early season competition, you're gonna see uh, if, you, if you're at the competition on Saturday, um, probably a, a number of teams that are gonna be taking that approach. Uh, if they don't have their shooters figured out yet, uh, or they haven't figured out how to uh, launch objects to make their robot huge. Um, so there's, there's going to be a diversity of uh, approaches to the game, and each That's team is kind of based on the skills they have. Now, is it allowed that, let's say, Ridgefield has six teams, could you ally, ally with yourself? All of the team matches are random, so you okay. have no idea who you're going to be with and who you're going to be against. So oh. you're going to be Every team is going to have uh, somewhere from four to six matches a day um, before the before the uh, you know in the qualifying matches before the rounds of uh, 32, 16, 8, and the semifinals and finals. Yep. And now, is there a point in time where you can choose your teammate? Yes, mm -hmm. that's after the qualifiers, and uh, then there are going to be thirty-two teams. Uh, 16 alliances that go up against each other to have uh, in a sort of March Madness type bracket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that there is one final team that is the winner, one final alliance that's the winner, I should say. So does that like have a lot of psychology behind it? Because you might have a bot that's really good at shooting this but can't do anything else. And 
would you uh, would you as a team look around for someone that could compliment you? Mm-hmm. Um, a big part of the qualifying matches is finding those teams that you play with or play against that you think are really good or could be really work really well with you. Um, qualifying matches will put you in the bracket what what seed you are, whether or not you're going to be picking or getting picked. But when it comes down to it, um, whether or not you're going to form an alliance, end up in eliminations is whether or not you scout the right robots, um, yeah. talk to the right teams. Um, there's a lot of collaboration. You have to make sure you find a team that's going to pick you or, or that are going to let you get or let you pick them. Um, and when you go into those elimination matches, you're going to play well together and go go high up in that elimination bracket. So it's a lot of collaboration and going against, but also working with teams from our school and other schools. Oh, that is so cool. So like if I, I'm going to this event, what, what are some of the things I can expect? And we did do this first, last year was the very first year we did this at Ridgefield High School, correct? Yes. Uh, so if people remember that, how is this event different from last year? And then what can we expect this year? Well, sorry, do you want to go? Sure. For one, it's open to spectators. Everyone is welcome. Anyone can come and experience uh, their first robotics competition. Um, we're hoping that that younger students can come and see what uh, opportunities they can have at the high school, both in the robotics program and in the rob robotics club. Um, so that'll be cool to see everyone coming there. And we also, it's a bit bigger than last year. So we'll, there'll be more teams for more schools and just that sort of diversity and uh, the intake, the uptick in difficulty will be a lot cooler to see. And that's great because I remember last year due to, of course, COVID policies, we couldn't have full spectatorship there. Uh, that's going to be great. I hope that the stands are going to be full. We're going to see a lot of really cool, uh, cool robots battling it out. I think it's going to be great. And there's kind of two shows going on. There's the the big show in the uh, in the gym where the matches will be taking place, mm -hmm. uh, but also in the cafeteria we'll have our pits. And Ooh. so in the pits, uh, that's the space where each team has uh, a table where they can work on their robot. They can get it prepped for the next match. Maybe you know change batteries and fix things. Uh, but it's also a space where uh, our students and students from all the teams can go around and talk to each other, look at each other's robots up close. Uh, strategize if they're going to be working together in an upcoming match, maybe do some scouting and so forth, but also just learn from each other. Uh, see how they've uh, they've built their robots, what kinds of mechanisms do they use, talk to each other about the challenges that they've faced and how they've solved some of them or things they're thinking about trying. Uh, and it's, it's great to create an opportunity where students can authentically learn from each other uh, and the experiences that they've, uh, they've come through uh, via the competition. But those pits are also open uh, to the public as well. So if you've uh, got an elementary or middle school student and you're thinking about coming, definitely come watch some matches, but also take a moment to tour through the pits and you'll probably find some, some very eager high school students uh, that will tell you all about their robot, how they designed it, how it works, how they coded it, how they came up with different ways of solving the problems. And just walking around and looking at you know, over 50 different ways that uh, students have come up with to try to solve the problem of how do I score as many points in this game is just really fascinating. Yeah, I just, I look at this as a microcosm of so many different disciplines that you can use in the real world, not just the technical skill, but it's the management skill, it's the coding skill, it's the people skills, it's, it's there's so much that has to do with it. Um, can can each of you tell me briefly uh, 
well, not not you, Mr. Murph, because you're not a student, but uh, could, could you tell me like some of the big takeaways you've gained from this experience of working in maybe even the robot course or, of course, in this club that has just been so popular? Um, I've taken a lot of courses at uh, Ritual High School based around STEM and through the robotic club, as it sort of really dawned on me that it's it's always going to be a team effort. And yeah. just sort of working with my team and working with other teams and just sort of building us all to like build, building us all up to a higher level. It's just it's fantastic to see. It's it's I love how everything just comes together. And for that moment when everything clicks and you finally have that working robot that you've worked so hard on. Yeah, I feel that that takeaway of teamwork is really big. Um, when I I started off not on the not on the team at all, and I was just watching while I was resetting fields and just seeing people work together, even teams working with other teams was really interesting. It's something I'd never seen before. And once I was in the fray of it, um, not only talking with my team and building up my own robot or our own robot and um, going to these competitions, but also talking to other to other teams, meeting other students from around like the state and even out of state who are also really into VEX um, and robotics and who had also built really cool robots that you could talk to them about it and they would tell you all about their robot. And just like making those connections was uh, really important and interesting to me. And like, I still remember a bunch of names of people from last year. I uh, vo volunteered at a competition last week and I saw a bunch of them and it was, it's really interesting. You know, you make um, bonds and connections with people who otherwise you would never have met. Wow, that's awesome. And these guys yeah. are modest, but uh, there's one other aspect of the competition, uh, which is that there are, there are judged awards. And so one of the things that students are going to be doing is uh, we have a, first I want to say we have a panel of uh, volunteer judges that are both teachers and members of the community for whom we're very thankful for their, uh, their time. Uh, but students are going to go and uh, they've been keeping an engineering notebook uh, about their project and they're going to go and make a presentation before judges. Uh, and so in addition to winning the tournament, there's also the opportunity to earn um, different awards, some of which qualify you to move on to the next round of competition. Um, and uh, your team uh, last year uh, won the Think Award at one of the uh, events, which is an award uh, not just for the robot itself, but for how it was programmed and the documenting of that programming in the engineering notebook showing uh, the full engineering design process of identifying the challenge, trying multiple approaches, seeing what worked and what didn't, and, and uh, showing that uh, you've worked through failure to improve uh, and come up with something uh, that, that works the best that it possibly can. And it was, it was partially on that effort that, that your team did qualify for the, uh, the regional championships last year. So we're hoping to do uh, as well, if not uh, make our way to work. <laughs> Oh man, fingers crossed. Now, uh, we are hoping everyone who's listening to this can definitely stop by some point on Saturday at Ridgefield High School for this awesome, awesome event. Uh, but let's say they can't. Is there any way that they can spectate from home? Yes, there will be a live stream on the CTEEA YouTube uh, channel. We'll, uh, we'll get a link in the show notes, I'm sure, for that. Yep, I will put that in there. <laughs> and that'll be both viewable live and it will be available for rebroadcast afterwards as well. Oh, 
Great, great, great. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast, just if you check the show notes, we'll have the flyer that'll explain everything about this event and the link to the YouTube channel so you can watch it. And it's it's basically an all-day event. What time does it you, the really kick off? Uh, opening ceremonies start at 9 in the morning, goes to around 4, uh, but people are welcome to be there, you know, show up for any amount of time, any time throughout the day, you'll see matches going on. Um, this uh, free mission, so people are, you know, bring your friends, bring your family. Uh, and even if you just pop in for half an hour, watch a couple matches, it's it's a great show. It's a ton of fun. Oh, that's great. Um, well, first off, I just want to congratulate all of you guys on the incredible hard work you've done. Not only just building your robots, but making it this huge endeavor to host something like this at a school. I think people don't realize it until you see it. I've seen them before. So they're just these huge mega events that it's hard to describe even compared to like uh, normal sporting events. This this is a whole this is a whole rigmarole. It's really, really cool, especially just walking through the pit area. And I'm sure we'll we'll have some great photos of everything to post on social media. Um, and we're so thankful for the support of the administration, the student life office, uh, the custodial maintenance staff, all of the parents and volunteers from the PTSA and, and our parent group that, that helped make this happen. Um, we want our students to be able to go and compete uh, and they work very hard the night before setting everything up, breaking it down afterwards. But during the day, they're able to just go and compete because of all of the volunteer support that we get to make this event happen. So we're very grateful for that. That's so cool. Uh, and I'm just so excited. I'm so excited about this. I mean, I'm a science nerd, so this is all really <laughs> cool. Uh, I would also like to thank a group of people, and that's our amazing listeners here at Ridgefield Tiger Talk. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I already got you. So what I need you to do is tell everyone in Ridgefield to go on your favorite podcasting app. We're even on Spotify. So if you want to use Spotify, we're on that too. But iTunes and Google, whatever you use, just search Ridgefield. Boom, we'll pop right up as the top thing. Ridgefield Tiger Talk. Hit subscribe. Listen to us. Um, let everyone know. Please, please, please check out this competition. At the time of this podcast being posted, it's happening tomorrow, Saturday, November 5th. Uh, it's a great, great time. And if you can't make it, at least just watch the YouTube video. Uh, you guys will be selling some snacks there too, right? If people are hungry. Uh, of course, of course. We'll always have, yeah, absolutely. We'll have snacks. Um, all right. I just want to thank uh, uh, Mike Murphy and Aiden and Kayleen, right? And um, uh, good luck on Saturday. It's amazing to just see uh, Richfield doing this really, really cool stuff. And uh, thanks again. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. 